In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text today is from that first reading, especially these words, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Thus far our text. The ending of that hymn is good timing because it meets right up with what our word of God says for this evening. In it, an angel of God is flying over with a bold message to proclaim. Fear God. Give God glory. Fear God because his judgment has come. Fear God because he has created you. Fear God. It's the message of the first commandment that we say all the time in small catechism. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. It's the same as in Proverbs chapter 9 where it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear God. No matter what things happen in this world, no matter what challenges arise. Fear God. That's an important part of having faith because fear of God acknowledges that God is God and that we are who we are. Fear God. Give God glory. The truth is, we don't always do a very good job of fearing or loving or trusting in God. We, because of our sin, create all sorts of other false gods that we trust more, that we love more, and that we fear more than the real God. And so a good diagnostic of our faith at times can be this. To ask the question, what is it that you are afraid of? And how does that fear affect your thoughts and your actions? Go ahead and try it with me. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of having enough money to make ends meet? Are you afraid that there's not enough? A healthy amount of that fear is probably a good thing. That's why you get up and go to work. That's why you strive to provide for your family. That's why you spend money only on those things that are really important and not every for sale on TV gadget. 
But maybe over time that healthy fear gets multiplied. There won't be enough money. How will I pay for everything? It grows and it grows and it grows. You realize that you're not keeping up with the Joneses, even though you want to. People aren't noticing you like they are those who have more. You decide that your car isn't the status symbol that it ought to be. You need a new Lexus, the nicest model. Maybe you even get the gold trim instead of the silver. Your house is too small. You're afraid it might not be seen as that power and wealth symbol that you want. You make sure the yard looks the way that a wealthy person's yard looks. You make sure that you get all the technological advances, no matter how expensive. The alarm system, the light bulbs that change colors and play music when you clap your hands. You find ways to spend money on anything. Whatever commercial you see, that's what you want. A phone that you can put into a air tunnel and launch vegetables at and it'll still take pictures with three different cameras? Who wouldn't want that? What will people think if I don't have that? Will people think less of me? Will people think I'm a failure? Will people think I'm poor? Suddenly you're afraid that you don't have enough. And what's really behind that is the fear that God hasn't provided enough for you. That it's up to you. That you can make things better. And that fearful thought drives fearful actions. You work longer hours. You skip church and children's activities so that you can make more money. You use shady accounting practices to make the balance bigger. Your marriage suffers. Your family falls apart. You become angry at your neighbor when his leaves blow into your yard and lower the value of your own home. You fear, love, and trust in your wealth. It becomes your status symbol, and you're always afraid that you'll lose it. You're more afraid of losing that wealth than you are of God. What are you afraid of? Afraid of losing your wealth? Afraid of not having enough? That's sin. Sin against the first commandment. 
And all sin leads to death. And all of us have felt that fear in one way or another. What are you afraid of? How does that fear affect your thoughts and your actions? Are you afraid in regard to your family? Are you afraid that a child will fail at something? Have low self-esteem and so you bend the rules or lower the hurdle so that they can succeed? Are you afraid about a loved one's health? So you dedicate everything that you have to making them well again. It's not bad to take care of our loved ones or to want them to succeed. But when our fear grows too large, it turns into sin. Are you afraid that a loved one's making bad choices and it's up to you to force them into the right choices, even if they fight you every step of the way? Are you afraid to let them fail? Afraid to let them learn? Does your fear lead you to actions that are sinful? Is your fear over your family members greater than your fear of God? Do you believe that God cares for all your family members? Do you believe that they are in his hands? Yes, family is a great gift and a blessing from God, and yes, you are to love them. But we fear, love, and trust in God first. That means that we know God always cares for them. We can't abandon our faith for our family. We can't give up church just because one of our kids gives up on church. Jesus said the Christian faith will pit father against son and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and so forth. What are you afraid of with your family? Is that fear greater than your fear of God? If it is, that's sin. Sin against the first commandment. And all sin leads to death. What are you afraid of? How does that fear affect your thoughts and your actions? Are you afraid of dying? Every day it gets closer. Every moment. It could happen, sure, in 20, 30, or 40 years. It could happen in 20, 30, or 40 minutes.
Are you afraid of what's beyond? How does that affect your thoughts and your actions? Do you think you have to make God happy so that it goes well for you when you die? Do you think you need to make a large donation to the church or some other civic organization? Are you so afraid that you exercise yourself all the time? Are you afraid to eat ice cream and instead stick to celery? Sure, it's good to take care of your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to you from God that you ought to cherish. But is your fear of death and dying greater than your fear of God? If it is, that's sin. And all sin leads to death. What are you afraid of? Flying in an airplane, afraid of the dark, afraid of heights, afraid of spiders, ghosts, goblins, witches, afraid that they'll take your life, your goods, your child, or your wife. The list of things we're afraid of goes on and on and on. When our fear of these things is greater than our fear of God, it's sin. Every single time. The things we become afraid of become our false gods and our false idols. You see, we're called to fear God above all things. Did you hear the angel? Fear God and give him glory. Fear him because he created everything. Fear him because the hour of judgment has come. Fear, love, and trust in God above all things. He's the God of creation. All those things that you hoard up for yourself, they come from God. God even made your families and promises to always take care of them no matter what arises. He said so in his word. God even created your own body and breathed life within it. And you say in the catechism, he richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and this life. He gives me my body, soul, my reason, and all my members and still takes care of them. 
so often we're afraid he won't. That God's word won't be true. So it all boils down to this. Every fear in this world is a fear that God won't keep his promises. And that's sin. Sin within each one of us. It's sin. But it's a sin that God knows how to deal with. God knew your sinful nature would struggle to fear, love, and trust in Him above all things. God knew that you would be afraid for your family, for your possessions, for your body, and whatever else. He knew that your sinful heart at times would be more afraid for those things than of Him. And so it is that God sent his only begotten son into our world to face false fear head on. Jesus came down speaking words that contradict fear. How often in the scriptures does Jesus say, fear not? How often does Jesus say, peace be with you, be not afraid. He preaches it over and over again every time he runs into someone who's afraid. A father afraid his son will die, fear not. The disciples afraid they'll die in a storm, fear not. The poor the hungry, the sick, fear not. And Jesus performed miracles to back those words up. Fear not. And he healed the blind, the deaf, the mute, the demon-possessed, setting each one of them free from their fears. He dealt with all of them. He answered our sinful fears with the precious love of God. And he showed that love most clearly, overcoming every fear in the world by setting his eyes to Jerusalem and walking to his own death step by step, unafraid. Not my will, but your will be done. Beaten and bloodied without speaking a word. Nailed to a cross, willingly.
They lied about what he had done. They mocked him. They wrongly imprisoned him. They sentenced him to death and killed him. And he never once was afraid. He died for your fears because he died for your sin. And on the third day, he rose again and begins to speak again. Fear not, peace be with you. Be not afraid. Go and tell my brothers what has happened. Fear not. Death has been destroyed. Fear not, all that my father has, you now get to inherit. Fear not. I am with you always, even to the end of the age, in darkness, in light, in good times, in bad, in richness, and in poverty. Fear not. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Fear not, dear Christian. Fear not. Are you afraid about your wealth? In Jesus, you've been adopted into God's family. You're an heir to the one who owns everything. Are you afraid for your family? In baptismal waters, you've been adopted into God's family, the only family in which people live forever. Are you afraid of dying? In Jesus, you'll live forever even though you die. Are you afraid of anything? No. The only thing we have to fear is God, who's given us all things, who loves us, who never forsakes us. And so it's not a fear from sin. It's a fear of respect. A fear that brings love and trust along with it. A fear of faith. A fear of God that is the beginning of all wisdom. A fear that acknowledges that God is God and that we are his people. There's no other false God that you need to be afraid of. For in the eternal gospel, you know the truth. You're saved. So fear God and give him glory. Fear God because the hour of his judgment came on the cross. Fear God and worship him who made heaven and earth, the seas and the springs of water. Fear God, love God, trust God above all things. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.